Hey, Claire. Want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an itch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So I mean, this next book in Ella Kennedy's series, The Mistake, Grace just, she is living this fantasy. She is a freshman who has a distant crush on a hockey player. player. (laughs) And that's what really resonated with me the most was like, I just lived such a robust crush life when I was in high school. And college. I mean, just that's what I related to was just that I like to be able to look at someone from a distance to not really think that anything is truly going to happen, but still allow them to play a big part in your fantasy life. If one if some crush came to like my door and watched a movie on my bed with me, like I could just feel so distinctly how she would feel in that moment. And that's what was so exciting about this book for me. I completely agree. It's like, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way at all, but it's an extremely porny setup for him to just show up at her door and want to, like, what do they do the first time? (laughs) They just watch, like, a... uh, They watch Die Hard or Die Hard 2. Oh, yeah, because Grace is, like, really into action movies. Yeah. And she's having, like, a Die Hard night. I loved Grace. I fully related to her because her friends are like, why won't you go out? And she just wants to watch Die Hard at home. Yeah. I <laughs> she fully doesn't, related to that. She says that she doesn't like horror movies. Right. Uh, in terms point. of... Yeah. In terms of literal taste, um, <laughs> I wouldn't be really into action movies. I mean, I'm not very into action movies, but I appreciate it as like a character trait of Grace's. Me but too. I, what I relate to much more is like her babbling, which they yes. emphasize a lot and which uh, I think is really perfect. Just like not being able to come off as the smoothest person in the room. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so adorable. And also, if she babbled to me some of the things that she said, I think I would think it was adorable. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. But going back to just like crushes and all Mm -hmm. of that, do you have any like embarrassing moments or anything that you want to talk about that that just kind of grounds us in this this idea that yeah, yeah, crushes take up such a big part of your mind and life when you're younger. I mean, I did have boyfriends in high school, but I didn't start dating until I was, like, 16. So, like, the entire time before that and all of the time that I was dating disappointing guys, I had a lot of fantasies. (laughs) Sometimes it 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 was, like, fantasies of my boyfriends doing nice things for me. Which is just sad. Yeah. Because, you know, but. <laughs> you shouldn't have to fantasize about it. 
But I mean, I think that's why, like, I think that has to be a huge part of most people's like early dating lives. Like who is getting everything that they want when you're like a teenager? Like who doesn't have these huge elaborate fantasies of somebody just showing up at your door and like sweeping you off your feet, you know? I feel like you always, like there's always that like little hopeful part of yourself when you're younger that's just like hopes this person notices you even though like there's no fucking reason for them to notice you yeah though now that I'm older I realize that it's like the dynamic is so much different like you just think like I'm obsessed with this person but they are obviously thinking about like school or this other girl or like whatever and now like now that I'm older I'm like everybody just wants to fuck everybody all the time and like (laughs) Probably the people that I had crushes on wouldn't have, like... I mean, not that I I would want to, like, go around and, like, just have sex with people if that's not what would be fulfilling for me when I was young, which it wouldn't have. Like, I would have needed much more emotional support for any um, sexual business. But the point is, is that, like... Like, if I at any point thought that I was, like, repulsive to anybody or anything like that, I'm sure that that's not true. (laughs) And I think that's the case for most people, probably. I mean, I think it's different the other way around because there's more risk with girls. um, So just, like, a girl choosing to have sex is a little more complicated. But anyway, the point is I now understand that it wasn't, Probably none of it was as, like, 100% one-sided, but also just navigating, like, how do you, how do you make these fantasies come true while also being, like, vulnerable and, like, your ego is totally on the line and, like, maybe someone does, is attracted to you, but there's, like, all these other social factors at play. I just remember so much of that in high school. Well, I was gonna say, like, in high school, I don't even feel like it was a about who liked who it was just so much like social crap yeah there was a lot of like bureaucracy weirdly yeah there were clicks and all yeah. of that bullshit I definitely like... remember someone having a crush on someone like two people in our high school liking each other but one of them just couldn't handle the social repercussion of liking the other one like and and it made them miserable like they were just like I really love this guy but all and he likes me back but none of my friends will understand and it's so sad and but like I get it I get that I had times like in high school where I wasn't sure about dating someone because they were in like a different social circle or like my friends didn't like them or something yeah yeah there's just so much wrapped up in like your popularity and your identity in high school and all that shit is like so intertwined yeah (laughs) even though this book is about college it still felt that way to me like I guess not because the parents weren't as involved and like I do think you're like a little more ready to just full-on bone when you're in college but (laughs) um but the feeling still like the evoke the feelings that evoked brought me back to high school because I didn't really know who was popular in college there were just too many people (laughs) yeah my college was much smaller than yours I related on a lot like there's actually a part in the book where Grace is like I thought college would be like less catty and gossipy and annoying and I'm like yeah it should be but at a small college it's not (laughs) yeah 
Um, well, I think that's good advice for any of our listeners who are trying to decide what college they should go to, though I guess all colleges are the same right now with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we they're all... going to that. <laughs> yeah. No need, but um but yeah, but I, yeah, mean, I liked more... college, but it was like I definitely felt I still felt there were like so many clicks and shit. It was exhausting. It was still way less than it was so much less dramatic than high school. Like I didn't have to partake in any of it by college, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, I felt like I just had more of a choice. Like I felt like there were people that I could engage with who were more dramatic, but I didn't really do that. Yeah. But also, I don't want to like shit on that because I feel like some of the like really detailed social skills that I learned from being so like just dramatic in high school have really carried me in older life. Like I feel like I'm yeah. a little I have a little more nuanced approach to how to solve kind of delicate social or navigate delicate social interactions that I appreciate that like I had 17 girlfriends in high school who are all varying levels of pissed at each other oh my god seriously it honestly made college like I mean I'm not shitting on it because I fucking loved our I love all our high school friends and we're still friends with so many of them yeah but um college was just way less dramatic (laughs) and it was that was fine with me. Like, I liked it fine in high school, but once it was over, I was over it. Yeah, I feel like that was part of what I was, like, specifically looking to get away from with yeah. college. But going back to the book, like, Grace still feels very young to me, for sure. She feels like the youngest heroine of, like, any of these books, I think, that we've read. Yeah, but also in some ways, I feel like she is the chillest, like, even talking about... Well, she seems like a very, like, only child. Yeah. Like, she still seems kind of young, but she definitely has that, like, maturity to her, where, like, she, she doesn't, I mean, especially later in the book, but she really doesn't take shit from other people. She seems to know who she is. So, like, she's not confident sexually, but she's confident in a lot of other ways. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read the description of this book? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got so excited. We just got into it. (laughs) I mean, I am excited about this book. So, I mean, that's why This is one of my favorites. I really loved it. Me too. Okay. The Mistake by L. Kennedy. College junior John Logan can get any girl he wants. For this hockey star, life is a parade of parties and hookups, but behind his killer grins and easygoing charm, he hides growing despair about the dead-end road he'll be forced to walk after graduation. A sexy encounter with freshman Grace Ivers is just the distraction he needs, but when a thoughtless mistake pushes her away, Logan plans to spend his final year proving to her that he's worth a second chance. After a less than stellar freshman year, Grace is back at Briar University, older, wiser, and so over the arrogant hockey player she nearly handed her V-card to. She's not a charity case, and she's not the quiet butterfly she was when they first hooked up. If Logan expects her to roll over and beg like all his other puck bunnies, he can think again. He wants her back, he'll have to work for it. This time around, she'll be the one in the driver's seat. 
and she plans on driving him wild. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love how she comes back like ready to fucking put him to the test. Though we should totally. we should start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like the beginning is that she's the she's this freshman. She has a high school friend who she's rooming with Ramona, who's kind of the more wild child friend. Um, she is a virgin, but like she's had boyfriends and done other stuff, but technically no literal penetration. And then she just has this like distant crush on the hockey team, specifically Logan, who uh, is just really sexy to her and she goes to a party and she sees Logan uh, come out of the bathroom and like zip up his fly and then like immediately another woman comes out and she's like all fucking titillated which <laughs> oh I can't even like I would be any like winks at her or something just super oh my god smooth. he winks so often yes. and I love it oh me too I really like this I dynamic. like a man who can wink yeah but then Logan, on his end, is like, um, so this is directly after the last book that we talked about in our last podcast, The Deal, but Logan has this, like, pining crush on Hannah, and he just does not oh, want to yes. be I in the same this. space. Me too. He didn't, he just, like, couldn't handle, it's like... A, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's alluded to in the last book that, like, he yeah. kind of has a thing for... Wellesley. Right, right. And so, and in, in, in this one, it's, like, clear that it's, like, debilitating, basically. Like, he can't really... And, like, other people in his house are, like, you need to get over this because it's awkward for everyone. Yeah. And... Um, like, because he hears them having sex next door to him, like, yeah. in the next room. Yeah. And, like, he just can't handle it. It makes him so sad. And he's just, like sadly fucking lots of chicks every night <laughs> yeah yeah partying a lot fucking a lot of other ladies but it's just all hollow for him because he wants hannah so then they're like gonna have some sort of like movie and pizza night and he's like oh i can't watch these lovebirds be cuddling so he decides to go to a party at the dorms and he leaves his phone at home and he goes to the dorms and clearly has like not understood where this party is um that he's supposed to be going to and so he ends up at grace's dorm and she is just by herself freshman old grace like (laughs) watching watching die hard on her laptop and logan like comes in he uses her phone to like try to call the um the like campus cab service or whatever and then just like the city cab but nobody is available like they're he's just on hold and he loves die hard and she's got gummy bears and he's like (laughs) i guess i'll just hang here and grace is just like what the fuck is happening this is amazing which is exactly how i would be i'm like okay but also what the fuck i'm terrified Oh my god, so exciting. You could just, I could just feel it so fucking viscerally how exciting that would be. Like how you would be so aware of like, like even if you were a centimeter apart, not even touching, you'd be like feeling that heat in that area from his body like so intensely. Oh my god, I would die. If I, I, like as a freshman, I would have died. I don't know what I would have done. (laughs) Agreed. 
And so at the end of the movie, she's like, I want to hook up with this guy. I don't know how to like be cool about this. I don't know. Like she's doing the same thing of like assuming he doesn't want her, which is, again, to be clear, probably foolish. Like if anything, if you're a woman, you should just assume someone does want to have sex with you. I he think. like immediately mentions that she's pretty or something like right. she definitely right. is. <laughs> Right. And um, so then they they end up making out. It's, oh, I actually want to read the part right before that. So uh, I'm going to read that part um, okay. where uh, she's just kind of awkward. And like before she actually, before they hook up. So we'll read that part. I force myself to concentrate on the film, but I'm already dreading the moment it ends because then Logan will have to leave. But when the credits scroll up on the screen, he doesn't make a single move to get up. Instead, he looks over and asks, So what's your deal? I furrow my brow. What do you mean? It's Friday night. How come you're sitting around watching action movies? The question makes me bristle. What's wrong with that? Nothing, he shrugs. I'm just wondering why you're not out partying or something. I was at a party last night. Don't remind him you saw him. Don't remind him you saw him. I saw you there, by the way. <laughs> he seemed startled. You did? Yeah, at the Omega Phi house. Huh, I don't remember seeing you. He gives me a sheepish look. I don't remember much, actually. I got pretty shit-faced. It stings a little that he doesn't remember our encounter outside the bathroom, but I quickly chastised myself for feeling insulted. He was drunk, and he'd just hooked up with someone else. Of course I hadn't made an impression on him. Did you have fun at the party? For the first time since he walked into my dorm, his tone contains an awkward note, as if he's trying to make small talk and isn't comfortable with it. Sure, I guess, I pause. Actually, I take that back. It was fun until I totally humiliated myself in front of this guy. The discomfort on his face dissolves as he chuckles. Yeah, what'd you do? I babbled a lot, I offer with a little shrug. I have a really bad habit of doing that around guys. You're not babbling right now, he points out. Yeah, now. Do you not remember the serial killer rant I just gave you two hours ago? Trust me, I remember. His answering grin speeds up my pulse. God, he's got a sexy smile. Slightly crooked, and every time he flashes it, his eyes twinkle playfully. I don't make you nervous anymore, do I? No, I'm lying. He absolutely makes me nervous. He's John fucking Logan, one of the most popular guys at Briar. And I'm Grace fucking Ivers, one of thousands of girls who are crushing on him. His gaze travels over me again, a hot lingering perusal that crackles along my skin like an electric current. This time there's no mistaking the interest in his eyes. Should I make a move? I should make a move, right? Lean closer or something, kiss him, or maybe ask him to kiss me. My brain races back to my high school days, trying to pinpoint how all those kisses happened. If the guys I locked lips with made the first move, or if it was a mutual, yeah, we're going to kiss right now sort of thing. Except none of those kisses were with guys nearly half as gorgeous as this one. Do you want me to go now? His gruff voice startles me, and I realize I've been staring at him for almost a full minute without saying a single word. My mouth is so dry I have to swallow a few times before answering. No, I mean, you can stay if you want. We can watch something else, or... 
I don't get to finish that sentence because he slides closer and touches my cheek and my vocal cords freeze as my heart rate skyrockets. John Logan is touching my cheek. The pads of his fingers are calloused, a rough scrape against my skin, and he smells so good I feel lightheaded when I inhale the faint scent of his aftershave. He lightly strokes my cheekbone and I have to stop myself from purring like an affection-starved cat. What are you doing? I whisper. Well, you were looking at me like you wanted me to kiss you. His blue eyes become heavy-lidded. So I was thinking I might do that. So that happens and then they do decide to kiss. And then, um, and then there's this interesting like fingering action that happens and like she gives him a hand job and he comes and she doesn't come and then he just becomes immediately very awkward and leaves yeah I really related to this part because he's like did you I think he asks her if she comes and she's like um yeah because she's just too embarrassed because he already came and she doesn't want to like ask him to just keep going yeah which you always should Yes. I fully understand yes. the awkwardness of it. Yes. I, I really, let's emphasize that even more because I feel like uh, it is really hard, but it's important to like, tr- like, it's not even just for you. It's for all of the women that that person is ever going to be with for him to like. And I think it's just really fair. <laughs> like, you might not come on the first time no matter what like it just might not I mean I guess that's true any of the times but especially the first time it's really hard to like have a literal orgasm that doesn't mean that it's not like one of the most exciting and erotic moments of your whole life you don't need an orgasm for that so but if you don't have an orgasm oh please be honest about it I know and you don't have to have it during sex or before sex like you can have it at any time if you have sex and the guy comes and he's done he should still be able to make you come after yeah I just don't think that there's any nice loving man out there who doesn't want his partner to come yeah exactly so she kind of gives this like half like yeah I came and he leaves and then he's like obsessed with it he's like no she definitely did not have an orgasm and I really should have given her an orgasm and he can't (laughs) stop thinking about it which is again porniest porniest story I love it I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) So then he, like, comes over. He doesn't have her number or anything. They didn't exchange numbers. She tells her friend Ramona. She's like, John Logan was here, and he finger-banged me. (laughs) And I gave him a hand job, and uh, then he left. And she's like, oh, my God, text him right now. She's like, I don't have his number. And it's like, And then Ramona, like, kind of doesn't believe her. Yes. Which is the start of, like, the slight downfall of their friendship because Ramona is a little insecure and jealous. Yeah, and I appreciate this, like... I feel like both Elle Kennedy and Serena Bowen are usually really good at their female friendships where, like, they really run the gamut, but that, for the most part, the female friendships are very supportive and, um, you know, like, and Allie and Hallie and Hannah, Hannah and Allie, they're, like, this really beautiful friendship, so I don't feel, like, I feel like it's 
there's enough groundwork there to also work in a Ramona-type friendship where it is a little more, like, exploitative and not as healthy as some other friendships. Well, and I think that um, Grace, like, deals with it really, really well. Like, she doesn't yeah. completely... Like, she doesn't talk... Well, we haven't gotten to yeah, everything gotten that to Ramona yet. has done so far, but... I think she just deals with it well. She doesn't ever cut Ramona out of her life completely, but she recognizes that, like, this isn't maybe the healthiest friendship the way it is right now. Yeah. She sets boundaries. She just establishes good boundaries. Yeah. She's just a very mature and, like, self-possessed character, and I really liked that. I agree. So, anyway, Logan after not giving her an orgasm is obsessed with this so he just comes over to her dorm room at 8 30 a.m and she's like in a robe if they did that (laughs) i definitely would have too if i wasn't already looking cute i would have been like too obsessed with like myself unfortunately i I literally remember my husband slash he was my boyfriend at the time coming over unannounced one time freshman year and just like being so fucking embarrassed because I didn't have my eyeliner on yet yep (laughs) for real yeah unfortunately I wish that wasn't the case but I mean I got over that shit pretty quickly but like yeah Yeah. especially for fucking John Logan I would want to have my eyeliner on I also felt, so he like came in and he was like, I did not give you an orgasm and I need to give you an orgasm. <laughs> and she's like, because she's really fucking cool, really. Like, even though she's nerdy, but, or like babbly, but also really cool. Cause she's like, okay. I know. She's <laughs> if you want to go down on me right now, that's fine. And <laughs> the one thing that I was a little disappointed with was he was like, all right, we've got 20 minutes. I'm sure I can make you come in 20 minutes. <laughs> I just feel like that is... Like, it works out in this book, but if someone said that to me, that would give me a lot of anxiety. I would be like, we can't even do, like, we can't even try this with just 20 minutes because I am going to feel a lot of pressure to fake it. Oh, my God. I agree completely. (laughs) Like, 20 minutes might be plenty of time to get it done, but not if I know I'm counting down 20 minutes. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's like... It's like trying to meditate for 20 minutes. It's like you can't meditate for 20 minutes if you have 20 minutes on the clock. You need time to, like, you need to be relaxed enough and not worried about the time. Yeah. You can't snap into relaxation. (laughs) Right. But I gave it a pass anyway because I could imagine if my crush, who had kind of disappointed me sexually earlier, then came back and was like, I'm going to make you come open your legs for me I probably, it probably would, would be work. very excited yeah. yes it probably would take less than 20 <laughs> minutes so I think that that's right but I'm just uh, cautioning for any gentle folk who uh, do want to replicate any of these moments that I think you should wait until you have more than 20 minutes I agree completely there's another part in the book where once they're dating like towards the end he's like he says something like we've it's they've been dating for like two months and he's like we've gotten really good at like reading each other so we always come at the same time now and I was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) I've been with my husband for like 13 years and we still can't pull that off with any sort of regularity yeah 
<laughs> I also don't feel like it's a prize that I'm chasing, though. Like, I honestly... No, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Brian and I specifically don't come at the same time. Like, I don't ever try to have it happen that way. Because we've got a different strategy. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's definitely not, like, my goal. I like when he puts full energy into my orgasm, and then I put my full energy into his orgasm. That feels like better results for me most of the time. That's nice. (laughs) Anyway, this was a very hot moment, and he did get her number. Finally. But she still doesn't get his number. (laughs) And so she tells Ramona, and Ramona's like, you still don't have his number, but he, like, allegedly came by at 8.30 in the morning and... And to be fair, it does sound like the craziest fucking yes. story. It doesn't sound True. real. <laughs> but I also would not assume that my best friend was lying. Like, I, would I would never I assume would, that my friend was lying about yeah. all of that. <laughs> no. I would, yeah, I would definitely not assume that. But it was an outrageous story. And for Ramona's, I could definitely see how this would happen with, like, a friend who isn't as great of a friend who doesn't just trust you. Yeah. <laughs> or just even somebody who's jealous who like, you know, maybe they believe you, maybe they don't. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then like Ramona, she and her, their friends, I guess, but really Ramona's friends kind of like are making fun of Grace and they end up making it seem like it gets into some college girls hands where she like puts it on a place where everybody sees it and everybody thinks that grace is like making up shit about logan and logan learns about it and he had actually been having kind of a come to jesus moment where he was like i don't really want to be like using grace to be just like to not be distracted by hannah so um i'm not gonna like be pursuing this anymore but then he learns about what like all these rumors about her so he like finds her in a really like in like the cafeteria yeah like a really public place and he goes and like kisses her or something that's like really validating such a fucking fantasy oh my god real (laughs) rom-com moment i do wish they would just make this into a movie because it sounds just like perfect to me yeah it does i would want it to be made by the same people who did um to all the boys i've loved i knew you were gonna say that yeah (laughs) because it's the right tone for it for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I agree. That's like a top rom-com for me. Oh, yes. Definitely one of the best of recent times. Yeah. Um. So that moment happens, and then, and then Grace does get his number, and then she invites him over, and she's like, I want you to take my virginity. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, because he had already decided. He was like, I don't want to be fucking around with Grace. But when I don't have my shit together with Hannah. Which, like, is noble. He His heart is definitely in the right place. Yeah. He's trying but, to do the right thing. Yeah. But the execution is wretched. Horrible. And Logan has a lot of moments like this where I'm like, ugh, Logan, Well, he lets why? her get fully naked, right? Yeah. Before he tells her that he can't take her virginity or do yeah. anything with her. Right. And she's like, I'm not asking you to get married. Like, she doesn't even, like, want to be his girlfriend or anything. She just wants to get fucked by this hot guy who gave her an amazing orgasm. And, like, so it's just so relatable on her. And I just love that, like, 
she didn't really she didn't blow anything like he blew it like he what fully the fuck blew it. i know yeah but it is like so humiliating for her because he fucking leaves her naked on her bed like it's yeah it's very i totally get where she's coming from yeah and then he goes back and he like hannah ends up confronting him hannah's like what is this like you don't even i'm not i don't look like a girl that you usually are into like what is the problem here i love this part yes do you want to talk about it then (laughs) sure i i just because i feel like this is so true and i've literally seen men do this before i swear where they just like so hannah says she's like i don't think that you actually like me because you don't even fucking know me i mean she says it nicer than that But not but, that much nicer. She's yeah. pretty like. I mean, she's let's like, get real. What do you even like about me? Because you barely know me, um, you know. And she's like, do you like? Do you really care about me? Do you feel like you can can't live without me, or are you just jealous of Garrett's relationship with me? Like, do you just want what we have? Because I think that's. The real case. I think you've just idealized our relationship and you've put it all on this perfect girl that you think I am, even though you don't know what I'm like at all. And I just loved that because I think that dudes do that all the time where they just think that like this perfect chick is going to walk into their lives and like transform everything. I don't know. A good relationship takes hard work and like it takes give and take from both people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to ramble, but I just really like that part because I think that guys do idealize relationships way too much sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like it does come with this baggage of, like, the perfect person. Like, when I talk to, and I don't want to get too deep on this because, you know, like, if you believe in, like, soulmates, I think that that's great. I just personally, I think that there's, way more than just a perfect person like if i had to guess i imagine that there are many people who i could like reasonably spend the rest of my life with yeah but what i yeah what i've chosen with my husband is i've chosen the act of having a long relationship with someone and that's a choice that you make every day like Like, it's a choice that, like, yeah, you're not the literal only person who could ever, like, complete me or whatever, whatever that means, but that I want to have a relationship where we've been together through thick and thin for 20, 30, 40 years, and that's not what everybody needs, and I don't wish that for everybody. I just wish it for the people who want it, but it's not about, like, just picking a person. It's about more than that. Yeah. I completely agree. (sighs) Yeah, but so he has this moment and then he's like, shoot, what I really want is fucking Grace because I've had all of these great times with Grace, but Grace, now it's like summer. Grace goes to Paris to be with her mom. Oh, yeah, and and her mom is really fun. (laughs) Yeah, her mom is delightful. Her mom's like this hippie who, like, wants her to smoke pot and stuff and Grace doesn't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, But Grace is, like, obviously not about Logan anymore because he's, from her vantage point, like, just being a lunatic. And why is he fucking around with her? 
Um, and you also learn that Logan is like his his family life is um, troubling. Like his dad is an alcoholic, like a really severe and like debilitative stage of alcoholism and his brother has been kind of just keeping this like um mechanic shop of his dad's open while logan goes to college and then logan will have to do the same thing for four years while his brother has some freedom and then his brother will like ultimately take over the shop but But it kind of like sucks for logan because that's like exactly when you would have your professional hockey career (laughs) right and he's been, like, lying to his friends about why he, like, he said he was in the draft. Um, and so his friends were like, oh, I'm so sorry you didn't get drafted. But he actually never, like, Tried made out. himself eligible. Yeah. So um, he kind of has to deal with all of this stuff. But but in the meantime, he realizes, like, he just wants a girlfriend. And so he, like, the next year, he goes, like, Grace has dyed her hair blonde. And she's oh, now, yeah. like... She's Part a girl of the, like, who's radio been to station Paris now. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she's got boundaries with her friend Ramona. And um and Logan wants her back, but she's like, no. But <laughs> she's also has she's still like really hot for him. So yeah. But she's, she's like, like, if you want me, you gotta earn me back. Well, right. she's not even up for it at all at the beginning. She's not up for it all, but then, like, when they have some steamy moments, like, he catches her at a party. That part then he, was great. It was so fun. Though I felt she bad goes, for the other guy that she went yeah. to the party with. But, like, Logan and the other guy, his name was Morris, I think. Yeah. He, they, like, Logan was like, I am going to be pursuing Grace, and I just want you to know. And they end up like becoming, becoming best, best friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. And then Morris was like, Sorry, you're for Logan, which would really piss me off, I think, but also was equally really fun. I know. I know. Sometimes there's like this possessiveness in these books that I'm like, in real life, I don't know if I would like this, but in the book, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he doesn't even say, like, he doesn't, he doesn't try to intimidate Morris or anything. He's just like, I'm going to try to get this girl. You can try too if you want, but. (laughs) Right, right. And Morris was like, I, you're really awesome. And I don't like need this relationship so much as I respect where you're coming from on this. So, and and I'm like annoyed, but he like really has a bigger crush on the other girl from the radio station. So who is Grace's new awesome roommate? Yes. That she gets after she leaves Ramona. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's nice. She gets like her own friend group. Yeah. I appreciate just taking care of these characters this way that like Grace is fine. Like, this was not, uh, you know, the worst thing that could ever happen is... Oh, which, by the way, the reason that Ramona is not her roommate anymore, her best friend, is because right after... I think it's right after Logan turns her down with the virginity virginity. Yes. Then Ramona texts him and is like... Can it, like, out? I'm available to comfort you or something. <laughs> and then Logan, like, forwards that text back to Grace. And then Grace is like, what the fuck? So bad um, friending. Really bad. bad. Really, really bad friending. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm proud of Grace for, like, being able to set boundaries and be like, all right, I can't rely on you and I need to find my own way in college and just taking that leap rather than being like, you're my only friend, so I guess I have to allow you to abuse me this way. Yeah, that's Um, the worst. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is just, like, a healthier direction for their relationship to go in. I agree. But, um... But then, so to get back with Logan, though, Grace does make him go through, like, a bunch of hoops where she makes, like, a list that he has to (laughs) complete. Um, And there were six things on the list, and I only could, like, when I was going back through, I only found um, five of them. But the list things were, one, he had to write a love poem. Uh, Two, he needed to give her blue roses. He needed to give her a boudoir picture on a red velvet (laughs) chase lounge. That one was the tricky one. One of the tricky ones. One of the tricky ones. He needed to make a collage. (laughs) And he needed to have a recorded celebrity endorsement. Yes. But do you remember, was there a sixth one? That's only five. I can't, I couldn't pick out a sixth one. That's all that I can remember. Anyway, yeah. I What I appreciated about this book was that it didn't start out with this list. It was like, Grace was extremely chill and this could have gone a really easy way. And Logan, like, repeatedly fucked up. And so it just, it really validated the concept of this list. Because if the list came out of the blue, I'd really hate, like, a character who made a list like this. Yeah. Probably. I agree. <laughs> but in this context, it was pretty fun. Yeah. And... He's a, like, very good hockey player, and luckily he has friends that know celebrities, so. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that question. hard, honestly. The celebrity was a hockey player, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it works out. Grace was pretty much, like, down even right after she got the poem, but he did do all of the everything on the list and I think that she also like she was just like is this still just an ego thing like why is it me that you're picking like it sounds like you just like I've posed this challenge and you want like in the same way that when she didn't have an orgasm he was like I am obsessed with giving you an orgasm like she was like is this about me or is this about you I know Um, I wouldn't trust it honestly (laughs) yeah but I think he does a a good job um, yeah ultimately and then they do have to like work out the the other pieces with his alcoholic dad, but but spoiler, it all works out nicely and he does get to go and be a professional hockey player. I know, and I love it because then like Grace and Hannah, I think at the end are yeah. like at one of their professional hockey games or something. Yeah. And I just love that they can be friends. Like all the girls from this series become friends, which yeah. is great. Oh yes, it's so good. <laughs> Also, there is a good sex scene in here where um, Ramona, who is the more adventurous character, is like talks briefly about like butt play, and then Grace does it, which oh was, yeah, like the first butt play I've seen, <laughs> and Logan was very into it. Yes, I loved that. That was great. Yeah, when I was revisiting this book, I was like. I feel like I also want to maybe revisit some butt play. <laughs> it does intensify matters. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Let me see. Oh, one other thing I did want to mention was just that I fucking love, A, how much he likes to go down on her. Oh, yes. And B, he just, like, talks about worshipping her pussy all the time. Yeah. Which I love. I just, like, felt that it was true. It's like, I think you do worship her pussy, as you should. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I feel like this is a feature of Elle Kennedy, even. Um, I feel like Elle is more into the cunnilingus. I am here for it. (laughs) In the score, they also, like, cunnilingus is really huge, and... With Dean, he's, like, probably, like, all of them, like, have a lot of sex in general. But I feel like Dean stands out as the most I Yes, I do want to say, like, these books were fucking great for sex scenes. Especially The Mistake, because it starts out with, like, a few sex yeah. scenes. Then there's, like, a brief period where they don't have sex. And then they start doing it again. Like, it was chock yeah. full. I yeah. loved that. And yeah. the score, no, is it, what's the next one? Is it the score? Um, Dean's? Well, whatever Dean's book yeah. is. That one is definitely chock full, too. Oh, that one is so, and that one gets a little kinky, too, where there's, mm-hmm. like, some biting and bruising and stuff, which is fun. But I still just really appreciate, like, that all of these men are like, I want to eat pussy the most, mm-hmm. and that's an integral part of my sexual experience, and uh, that that brings me back uh, to these books. I just I just loved it. Yeah, I just... It's correct. It's <laughs> absolutely correct. <laughs> correct for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That might be well, all that I can think of to say about this book, other than, like, I absolutely loved it. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention is that Grace has small boobs, and I was oh, happy yeah. about that. It's like, there's so many big-titted ladies. It's nice to have a little small titty rep. I agree. And also <laughs> because Logan loves her small yes. boobs. He's like, oh, they have the prettiest pink nipples or something. Something along those lines. Yes. Can't get enough. Well, beautiful. This was a great revisit. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate Elle Kennedy. I feel like when I first encountered her, she kind of, I don't want to say overshadowed by Serena Bowen because they are unique authors, but they do have a lot of, like, similar overlap. And so, like, right when I started, I I probably would use that word, but... We, going back to her books, like there is a lot of good, unique stuff for her, and it was just such a pleasure to revisit. I agree. I liked these books even better the second time, I think. And I liked them yeah. a lot the first time, so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah well, uh, please feel free to reach out to us in any of the ways, because uh, we love to hear um, about maybe your crush or how you've been enjoying any of these books and again want to reiterate that we were not going to read anything out loud on air unless it's unless, unless we both agree to. yeah unless you really want us to we're not going to read anything we're just gonna um, appreciate whatever you want to share with us because we just we're hungry for more stories and greater understanding of everything to do with sexy books and sexy times and sex (laughs) real (laughs) awesome all right well then my friends go forth and masturbate